Welcome to Living Room. Please make yourself at home. Welcome to the Living Room. This week I spoke to Hannah Mills. This girl has a lot going on in her life. It's wild. Really just listen. You can find her stuff on iTunes and follow her on Instagram. Let's go. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Done being an idiot. Right. <laughs> cool. So. Just go in. Oh, so I just. Oh, for the first song? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so the song is called Monday Road. And um, I just recently recorded this one in Nashville. You can find it on iTunes. Um, so here, here it goes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it works 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Where did, where did you where were you earlier today? Were you? Uh, we actually came from LA, but technically we're from Palm Springs. Okay. Yeah. Right. The the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Truly the desert. Truly the desert. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Land of Coachella Fest. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so can you introduce yourselves yeah. and like the music you play? Yeah. Well, my name's Hannah Mills. Um, originally I'm a solo artist, and I just got off tour, so um, I'm kind of starting something new. I got. Um, my name's Brandon, uh, guitarist, <laughs> but yes, playing with Hannah now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Actually, we're eventually going to be starting a band soon, so... Rehearsals um, later the month. Yeah, we have our yeah. first band practice in, like, a week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so, going to be real. It's going to be real, <laughs> for sure. So, how did you start, like, playing music as a... Were you always doing it, like, as a kid? Or, like, did it something that happened later? Or... How, well, how did it kind of happen? <laughs> yeah, for me, um, I grew up in a very musical family. Um, my mom was in a punk band back in the 80s called Ex-Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's phenomenal. My mom's like a million times better than me. I learn a lot. Um, everything I know mostly comes from her. And then um, her uncle, technically my great uncle's, um, was in a band, or is in a band, um, Van Halen, lead singer Sammy Hagar. So... Oh. Um, I grew up, I never heard of it. Literally. <laughs> no, you would be surprised at how much I hear that. Like, in this generation, it's so sad, like, how classic rock is so underappreciated. But it's really cool. It was really cool growing up around that and that environment oh, and yeah. having him kind of as, like, a role model, someone to um, talk to. And uh, he definitely taught me some cool stuff. So it's, for me, it's just kind of, like, always, always in my uh, nature, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's always been in my blood. But... Uh, professionally, I've been playing music probably for four or five years. I used to play at, like street fairs and little local shows. So, um, my family's same, very musical. Uh, my dad played in a new wave band in the eighties, and actually knows her mom. Yeah, you should tell but, them about that. It's yeah, so we, we didn't know that we met. Um, we met on our own and found out later our parents were good friends. Way oh, back in the day. Weird. Yeah, it's trippy. <laughs> and he actually has another friend whose yeah. dad used to hang out with our parents. Yeah, another so. friend that I met on my own. And then later found out his dad and my dad were roommates. And then Whoa. we also yeah, found out that his dad knows her mom. And they actually dated for a little bit. That's like yeah. Destiny <laughs> stuff. It's that's crazy. weird. Yeah, that's like, why we're actually going to be called Destiny's Child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's weird. It's even weirder that like we met on our own. Like... Like, our parents were freaking out about, or I know my mom was freaking out about it when we t- when I told her. She's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I like, don't know if my mom was freaking out. Yeah, my mom was like, "Oh my god, you're hanging out with Jimmy's son!" Like, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I guess she like texted John Soulier, who's Philip's dad, the other guy we were talking about, and she's like, "Oh, you'll never guess who my daughter's hanging out with." And that's how like we found out that there's another connection through Philip. Yeah, yeah. He said like, "Oh, Philip hangs out with Brandon too." Yeah, yeah. Kind of crazy, but. Yeah, Philip um, actually go went, go to all my old band shows and stuff, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. pretty crazy. That's, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, were you, you were both from Palm Springs, or? I'm. I grew up in Seattle, but. Um, How'd you I, end up here? <laughs> I moved to Palm Springs right before high school, and then I met, you know, my band and all these other friends. We have a lot of mutual friends, but we just never met. Mm. It's really weird that we've never met, like considering everything, like our parents, mm. and then. 
after that, all the mutual friends. I know, it's so weird. It's freaking weird. Wait, you didn't know each other in high school? No. no. We oh. like, just met yeah, like just met. a few months ago. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then, what was it like being a high schooler in Palm Springs? Like, is there music there? Yeah, there's lots of hardcore bands. I used to get yeah. a lot of hardcore shows, um, a lot of punk shows. But um, that was what was cool, though, because, like, when I started my band, it, we were, like, one of the few not hardcore punk or hardcore bands, because everything, you know, was screaming and stuff, but we were yeah. doing, like... Definitely you know, a huge hardcore culture. Yeah, it was pretty there. different. So it, that kind of actually helped us. That worked. Mm-hmm. That, didn't, that didn't work against us. It worked for us in getting gigs and just being remembered for not being one of those hardcore yeah. bands. Yeah, where did you, like end up playing like in palm springs like is it um palm springs is not really like the place um yeah okay, well. i mean you can there's like house shows but a lot of the house shows happen in india oh, okay and there's like some random like really crappy but at the same time really cool bars you can play at like, <laughs> one's called club five there's always shows over there and it's like a, a little tight-knit community but there is a place that most people know about and it's just this house that they have shows at and like you walk through the side gate around the house to the back and they always have shows there and you know there would be like 100 people there so mm. a lot of the time when like the big places the only time like I backyard really show yeah yeah the only time i really didn't see it fill up was when it rained once in the desert and i think everyone just gets kind of paranoid about rain yeah it's like the end of the world if it rains <laughs> uh, that was like one time not that many people showed up but those house shows used to always get pretty popping yeah yeah i've been to a few of those they're kind of crazy yeah but they're fun. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then what were, like, your musical influences, I guess, that go into this band? Or in general, for what you consider yourselves as musicians? Like, what do you like? If if I were to tell, sit and tell you, like, the music I listen to, it really doesn't make a lot of sense for, like, the music I play. Like, I... That, no, of, that, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite bands are, like, Joy Division and The Smiths and um, New Order. I love 80s stuff. Um... Uh, it's funny because the band that I was just touring with, uh, they're called Consumed by Fire. You could look them up on iTunes. They're pretty cool. But um, they, I was talking to the drummer, Jordan, and he, like, for some reason, he, it's, like, his favorite thing to make fun of me. And he was, like, talking to me about my music, and he's like, I can't believe you listen to the music you listen to because, like, I like your music, and I think you're good, but your music is, like, that you listen to is so crappy. I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like, that's Well, what do you think objective. is, like, the stuff? Because... You always pull from everything yeah. that you're like absorbing as a creative person. Do you can you do you think you can like pinpoint? Yeah, I think a lot of my vocal influences, like as stupid as it sounds, like Justin Timberlake. I grew up. Absolutely, <laughs> Brandon's gonna judge me hardcore for this. No, really though, like even though my music is nothing like Justin's, like his vocals have definitely had a huge influence on for sure my vocals. Like I've. Grew you were a, a, a young singer. girl in like the nineties. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So Justin. Uh, in a box. Best show. Uh, yeah. Best <laughs> oh Am my I not gosh. supposed to say that? No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, Justin vocals. Um, I think for the rest, it's just kind of like, especially with like my lyrics, it's very like raw. And mm. um, if I'm like going through something or feeling something, I just write about it. And if it sounds like too emotional or too raw i don't really i don't really care yeah i still i still sing it <laughs> I, have, I have a song that i wrote about an ex definitely has his name in it <laughs> no shame but 
Yeah. I mean, I mean you're not the only one to do that. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, does yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I don't really play it at gigs or anything, but it's like definitely an outlet for me. And uh, I can definitely say uh, if I didn't have like music or art, I'm also an artist, but like if I didn't have those outlets, it'd be like a lot harder for me to deal with situations because that's how I like. Yeah. That's how, I, how like, you decompress. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So because I'm a pretty kickback person. But... That's how you deflate. Yeah. <laughs> <Deep> <laughs> <life>. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, like, I want to bring up that song that you said you wanted to talk about just because. Oh, yeah. I think that's because since we're talking about songwriting anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that song, uh, it's called Monday Road. It's actually really funny uh, how the song came about. Um, the original lyrics are a little different. Like, the verses are pretty much the same um, as when I first wrote them. But uh, I when I worked with that band Consumed by Fire, uh, they had me come out to Nashville to record that, uh, to record a single. And they had me show them a few of um, the songs that I've written. And that was the one that they liked the most, but they asked if they could like work with me on like changing a few things to make it more, I guess, like commercial. Mm-hmm. So um, they're kind of just asking me, it's actually originally a love song uh, that I wrote. And they asked me like, is this still relevant to you right now? Like, um, are you like on a path to find love? I'm like, not really. <laughs> um, I think right now what's more relevant to me is uh, my career and just like, um, you know, like Yourself. kind of, kind of, kind of <laughs> like fighting the system and not wanting to get a retail job or like a grocery <laughs> job and like trying to pursue my career as a musician. And um, we kind of just went off that and worked on that. And um, we bounced back and forth with a few ideas and, I love the song um, just because, I mean, it's an older song that I wrote. I, I wrote the original version like three years ago. Um, but as far as the lyrics go, uh, they're very relatable for me just because it's all about like fighting the system and like not working for the man and kind of just pursuing your dreams, which mm-hmm. is what I'm all about. So so you like, you, you wrote the song three years ago. Damn, that's metal. <laughs> <laughs> metal. That's like Brandon's slogan. No, really not. <laughs> I've heard many people say that. Yeah, but well, it was, I I don't know. That feels like something that's older, just because when you make anything, I always feel like your most recent stuff is like the stuff you're most proud of. I used to like yeah. that song. How do you deal with that? Uh, you know, I was just talking to Brandon about this earlier. Like, to be like completely candid with you, like it's not my favorite song, <laughs> like musically. Like, I think it is a little cheesy. Um, but it's it's definitely fun to jam out mm-hmm. to like like when you hear the finished product of it like it's you enjoy songs. Pl- the actual act of like playing I enjoy, it like, yeah me and my friends like joke around that's and, why like, we did it first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well it's fun to jam out to it's not necessarily like the most complex song musically or vocally or whatever but uh, i think the lyrics are really relatable i feel like a lot of people can relate to them and yeah uh, it's just Fun. I get that also. Coming up though. Next technical death metal <laughs> I get that because, like, as an artist, sometimes you just want to draw like a like a, a pretty girl who's like sitting with like a cat or something, which is like that's not challenging. That's not. Yeah. No one's true. like, oh, that's new and exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're just like, I want to draw this because it's, it's pretty. Just fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, I, I get that. Just... Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta like do something because like, it feels nice it feels right yeah in music it's like i want to just write the song that won't get me a lot of money radio <laughs> yeah it's kind of yeah 
Yeah, we were talking about that earlier too. That's... Fucking sell out. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Brandon. I'm just kidding. Over here. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, you wanna go on another song? Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a song, actually, I wrote this one uh, while I was on tour. It's actually a really funny story. I don't know if I should be saying this. Hopefully, the people I was on tour with don't hear this. <laughs> but honestly, okay, I'm just going to be real. Like, Burning you, bridges here. You, no, 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 no. Like, you can love someone to death, but if you're in a van with them for hours upon hours... You can literally love them to death. I... <laughs> I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. They were talking about how tours will test your friendships and you will love yeah, someone. So but true. you can't be in a room with the same people for however long tour is. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you about the tour, but yeah, like for like shorter ones, they're like just a week. Like that's already so much time to be oh, yeah. trapped with people. Trapped. You're literally Tra- in this, li- like in a box. The steel box, box hurtling across this, mm. the country. Oh yeah. You got some girls with like hormones going on and then you've got like weird like love triangles going on with some of the people and it's just, it gets crazy and complicated and then you add a lack of sleep with it and you just want to wring everybody's yeah. neck. <laughs> And but then you wrote the song. You come out, you come out, you're, the relationships are good. Like, it's weird. It's a weird dynamic. But, yeah, the song, um, usually when I write songs, I'll take a situation and mold it into something a lot more, uh, how do I say, like, dramatic, I guess, to make it a more appealing song. Uh, so this is definitely, like, like, there's, like, this really kind of intense situation that went on on the tour. Um, I won't really get into that, but there's, like this situation that was pretty intense that went on uh and it kind of inspired me to write this song and even though it's um the song's a little bit like more dramatic than the situation actually was it inspired the song so it's cool um it doesn't have a name yet but we'll just we'll call it drama we'll call it hashtag drama all right Me. 
bed and drink with my enemies I slowly lose my sense of autonomy What's going on inside of me? You inhabit my dreams I can't get away from what's suffocating me I'm dying for redemption A spiritual inception These events are nothing more than an expression of a desperate need in all humanity for just a little inch of sanity. You ended up on this tour with this band. Yeah. It was like nationwide or um how I how did that happen? So <laughs> it's um it's actually technically the tour is like not over. They're gonna do another um like leg of touring, I guess you could say. Um but I don't know that I'll be doing it with them again. Mm-hmm. Um just because the audience that they're targeting is a lot different than the audience that um that I want to target with my music mm-hmm. and um they're definitely on more of like a commercial path than me which is awesome and that's I mean to be honest that's like the money maker but you know I, <laughs> well what what type of music are they like um they're actually a Christian band oh, okay so they do like gospel music and um you know my roots are in Christianity so there'll be a little bit of that in my music as well but I wouldn't um consider my music to be Christian music you know mm. um so there's definitely a difference element in our that would explain the the tour in the south yeah yeah the tour <laughs> in the bible belt yeah <laughs> what are you trying to say <laughs> yeah so i mean it was really a great experience and i would never like how'd you change it but... yeah how'd you end up like hooking up with them like who so it's kind of like it's kind of a long story uh the thing that the project they're doing is called academy of dreamers and it's really a cool vision um Child Fund International, which is a non-profitable organization, teamed up with the band Consumed by Fire, and they come up came up with this concept where basically um, the band wants to take in a bunch of young aspiring artists um, and kind of like help them get their foot in the door and help them like I guess like reach their dreams. Um, and in, 
in exchange, we become like spokespeople for a child fund and we help them get kids in Kenya sponsored and we kind of help like um, fund these kids' lives and help them have like a better future. So it's really cool. I like, I love their vision and mm-hmm. um, it was such an amazing experience and um, they actually have a lot of other really cool things in the works with other than just the tour. Um, they have uh, like possible other possible opportunities like I'll just leave it at that but um it's a really cool project and it, it's really I'm like super honored to be able to say I was a part of it yeah so they basically they brought us out um to Nashville and we got to record with like really amazing uh production team and musicians Robert Venable uh did some production for my song he's done production for Glee um Saturday Night Live uh what was the one band that you were like tripping out of? Megadeth. Megadeth. He did production for Megadeth, like J Lo, Kelly Clarkson. So he's really cool. Him and I actually are really good friends. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's we recorded at House of Blues Studios in Nashville, so it's really really fun. And not a lot of people can say that they got to do that yeah. for free. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. They're they're all the people working on that project are really great people. So it's cool. Yeah, and then where? So where did it go through? It was the tour. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I don't have my list with me, but we started in Oklahoma, uh, Wagner, Oklahoma, which is the band's hometown. We did a few shows there. We went to uh, Joplin, Missouri. We went to Florida, Louisiana, Kansas. Uh, kind of like we did a lot of small town shows. Mm-hmm. We did a couple uh, like big city shows. Like the one in Florida was pretty big. Uh, surprisingly, the one in Kansas was like the biggest one, which you would have never guessed. Because maybe it was... it's because like everyone's like, "Well, that's the thing that's happening yeah, this week. Probably. Let's all go." Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That one was popping. Kansas was good to us, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I don't even really know how they found me. Like, I guess they said that they had some people telling them about me, so. They just contacted me on Facebook, and mm. I called I called them, and they filled me in on what it was, and I kind of, like, took a leap of faith and did it. Yeah, it kind of like, seemed like... You were like, sure, kind of seemed like a scam at first, and I'm like... Yeah, like, if they're giving yeah, all like, of... Yeah. I was like, dang, that's, like, really crazy, but I kind of just, like, went with my gut, and I did it. And Especially if you'd, like, never, like, heard of them before. Yeah, like, I've hmm. heard of them um, just because a lot of people that, like, I went to church with and stuff knew them, but, yeah, they weren't, like... They're not, like huge yet but they just went on their first radio tour so they're they're like getting out there which is cool but yeah what was like the the like your best memory of that experience or and or like the weirdest thing that happened okay the weirdest thing that happened um there's a lot of weird things that happened uh you can talk about all of them i think i think the weirdest thing that happened was the drummer, like, well, man, how do I, I, I don't know how to say any of this without Burning talking smack. Bridges. Yeah, I'm not, you know what, I'm just going to say the weirdest thing, oh, shoot, okay, I'll just say there's a lot of love triangles with the other members, and sitting back and watching it was real weird. I was mm. like, it was Is weird. it, was it like Fleetwood Mac level, or? Yeah, okay. kind of. Okay. Yeah, it was like pretty weird. Uh, so that was weird. That was interesting. I think the best things that the best experiences were, um, it is going to sound crazy, but there was one night that the tour bus broke down and we were in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere and we slept in the bus at a gas station. We were there for like 12 hours 
and it was intense but I think like looking back that was a really cool memory because we all like bonded a lot through it and like yeah because you're in this one place for so long (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it was like at the time bond (laughs) oh god (laughs) that could be taken so many ways oh my god freaking Brandon keeping it edgy yeah yeah all about that anyways um yeah I mean I think the main thing I would say is the relationships and the friendships that came through came from it like mm. I've made like really really great friends through it and um it's definitely helped me grow as a musician and as a person so you said there was the the Duck Dynasty guy open. oh yeah <laughs> I yeah we were talking earlier about that um yeah we did a show uh it was in Joplin uh, at this this venue called Victory Sports Center, and it was really cool. It was like a like a basketball court, and they like set up a big stage. And Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty spoke at the event, and me and the band and the Dreamers opened for him. So that was really cool, and he's such a cool guy. It was really <laughs> awesome getting to meet him. And... He plays. No, he spoke. Oh, you said yeah. he spoke. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. He's he's a really cool guy. We took a selfie together making duck faces. Pretty. Yeah. Good. Pretty good. Pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> so. Cool. And then you played like shows, like normal shows obviously, mm-hmm. like and that was around here. Like we how like um you graduated high school and then you're like, I want to be a musician. <laughs> yeah, I graduated. I was homeschooled growing up like from like preschool till I graduated and I graduated at 16 so um I was able to kind of get a head start with college and um kind of feel it out and see like what path I wanted to take I guess and um I just I guess as soon as I graduated high school I started playing a lot of gigs like um the first real like paying gig I had was at the Palm Springs Street Fair on Thursday nights I used to um, I had like my own assigned little spot and I'd play there every week um, for tips but would make pretty good money <laughs> on, considering it was just tips and um, from there I would do um, local shows I played um, open call at the McCollum Theater which is kind of like uh, America's Got Talent or uh, American Idol at a much smaller scale <laughs> <laughs> but it was really fun really professional really cool uh, show that they do in the desert um, and as I got older, I kind of started playing a little bit more reputable venues. Like uh, I've played House of Blues a few times. I've played Chain Reaction, um, played some bars in Orange County. So kind of just all over the board, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you, I think, like you were originally putting music up on YouTube, right? Uh, yeah, I have some stuff on YouTube. My dad posted more of those than I did. Yeah. <laughs> I probably put like three songs myself on YouTube. But whenever I do shows, uh, my dad my dad would record it he's like my biggest fan oh, oh. <laughs> so cute but um was yeah. he like really like a big part of like just the whole like becoming like someone who like was into music or like can you repeat that how like how how <laughs> how, how, how did he like incorporate himself into his, your life with like oh my parents are awesome I've got to hand it to them they've been like the hugest support system for me like they're definitely, especially right now in my my life, like, it's pretty much out of the question for me to, like, have a job job right now, because if I'm not doing stuff for my music, um, I'm, I'm also an artist, and I'm co-founding a skate company, which will be 
releasing or launching uh, December 5th, 2015. So probably by the time this airs, it'll already be launched. But um, one of the members of Odd Future, uh, the rap group, Mm, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Haji Beats, his cousin Soy Boy and I are co-founding the skate company. So I'm spending a lot of time on that right now. And between that and doing music, I like literally have no time for a job, like out of the question. So my parents have been really, really like, I'm so blessed to have them because they like kind of like give me the funds and the means to be able to like do this until it starts paying off. So they have been a huge support system for me and I really have them to thank for everything without without my parents support I would not be where I am today they really like believed in me and like have had a lot of faith in me and it's such I'm so blessed so yeah that's yeah Yeah. (laughs) I think about all the time like I'm so lucky that I have people who actually believe in what I want to do yeah and are giving me the time and the funds to do it until like I'm actually able to like Pay, pay for food totally yeah I think play for food play. <laughs> same thing <laughs> sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do play for food you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i don't want to do that that would be a bad point in your musical career that's that's pretty much rock bottom yeah. you know you've hit rock bottom when you're playing rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're dumb (laughs) well brandon what about you like you said you you guys just met each other a couple months ago Uh how did you end up to this point where you like knew each other at the same time and you're like oh we should end up in a band together and then so like how did how how are you here i'm here i I don't know that's a good question (laughs) things just happened to me man (laughs) Um, no i met her but we i i have time i was I made time to play music with her. I just, you know, I didn't mind setting aside some time to go do that. But uh, also, I had a band for about five years. We recently split up. Not, like, on bad terms or anything, but... Um, so, I'm, I'm also doing my own thing, too, musically. Now. that That's over with. But even if I was still in the band, I'd still have some time to do a little side thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but since I did a... We're going to be rehearsing with the band now, too, so... You know, actually, it opened the door for more things to happen, I think. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool because we have, like, a fresh new band that we're working with. Like, a few of my friends from Orange County. I, used, I was going to school in Orange County studying music for a while. So some of those people are going to be in the band and then some some people from his band. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. It's like collaboration. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> friend groups coming together yeah. always exciting yeah. he actually just met uh one of the guys that we're gonna be um that's gonna be like practicing with us next week for the first time yesterday uh-huh. Very cool. yeah up in uh wait actually here yeah because we were here yesterday yeah, yeah. and we drove to la these last few days have felt felt really long like yeah have you just been like all over or yeah we went to orange county yesterday then we drove to la to visit my best friend and we stayed with him, and then we drove back here, <laughs> and now we're, yeah, yeah. now we're here, so. Now you're in a living room in Long Beach, <laughs> your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. No, no, yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> There's, like, just a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool Can you play something else? Yeah, yeah. I'll play um a song that I wrote last year uh, for a couple of friends of mine that just recently got married, so. Mm. 
called You Found Me. wrote that for your friend's wedding yeah was it like a gift to them yeah well that's yeah nice. i kind of do that i do that actually for uh a lot of my friends i've written like three wedding songs <laughs> so it's fun i love doing it yeah. i don't know why i love writing like 
like love song so much probably because i have like zero love life and i'm like <laughs> my friends are like you know my friends have that i'm like oh my gosh love so song. <laughs> and then also it's like i i make music so this is a great way, a great gift for you. I'm broke AF. Yeah, exactly. So no, here you go. I, like I draw things for my friends because I'm like I can't afford. Oh yeah, I've done that to too. To buy things. Yeah. yeah. So and you're an artist, and this is exciting for me because everyone else who's on this podcast doesn't draw. So like, what do you make? Um, my favorite mediums to work with you, for art. You're talking about yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My I'm favorite changing mediums, gears. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm totally down to talk about art any day. Um. I love working with ink pens. Mm. Uh, one of my, two of my biggest inspirations with art is Shel Silverstein. I don't know if you've heard of, like, The Giving Tree oh, yes. or oh, yes. Light in the Attic. Shel Silverstein. Yeah, Where the Sidewalk Ends. <laughs> where the Sidewalk Ends. Where the Sidewalk Ends is where it's at. Yes, Falling Up. Those books are golden. He's, like, probably my biggest inspiration, especially with the skate company that we're launching. Mm-hmm. I pull a lot of inspiration from him. He does a lot of line work, and I'm really into that. Um, I also work with uh, acrylic paint and watercolor. Um, my my overall my biggest inspiration when it comes to art is uh, Salvador Dali. He's okay. my all time favorite. I adore his work. Um, so I guess like surrealism is what I like to work with. Mm-hmm. I like to do a lot of portraits and but... like pulling proportions around. Yeah, 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 exactly. I love messing around with proportions and like making people look super effed up and creepy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of my thing with art so. and then you're pulling it into this skate company yeah yeah it's pretty cool explain it's... that i don't <laughs> okay so the skate company um it's super legit i'm so excited to be doing this um, like how, how did you meet odd future okay, and this this <laughs> like what you're like not gonna believe me when i tell you but this random dude just started following me on instagram and like uh we started he, i thought like, i was gonna end right there just started following me oh yeah he started following me <laughs> yeah. around it you know yeah the valley no um he started following me on instagram and i really don't know we've been talking for like a year or two maybe i don't really know like how it started but um we started talking about music started talking about art he's just super chill he just moved to the desert from la he had like nothing to do with his life so um we like got into or he did but you know what i mean like nothing to do with his time (laughs) (laughs) didn't even mean it like that but (laughs) yeah he um he hit me up, we were talking about music, and then that went into talking about um, art, and he had this idea for a skate company, and um, he's super, he, this guy's insane, I mean, he's worked with huge artists, like, he's worked with Drake, he's worked with, obviously, Odd Future, he, tw- he just got off tour with Odd Future, um, he's worked with Justin Bieber, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, he does a lot of, like, production and um, engineering for music, and he also does, like, cinematography, photography, this guy's crazy, like, I'm super honored to be working with him, but... <laughs> Um, he asked me to draw a couple of things for, he had like this concept for a skate company and he asked me to draw a couple of things for him. What do you mean? Like, uh, like, like logo or like, what, you, like, what were just, you drawing for him exactly? Not like nothing. Like he had this <laughs> idea. He's like, I kind of like this name dot flow. Cause I guess, um, in LA, like everyone calls him flow. So he's like, I have this cool like idea for a company called dot flow co. I'm really into the skate culture and I've kind of been messing around with this idea of starting a skate company. Like. Would you do you want to like draw, draw a couple things? Draw some like, stuff see for what this. You come up with, and I'm yeah. like, sure. Like, not he didn't like ask me to come on board at that point yet. Yeah. But, um, I like I told him I'd draw a couple of things for him to like look at, and he really liked them. And the more we started talking, the more we like realized we're totally on the same page with the same vision. I'm really into the skate culture too. I mm-hmm. worked at a skate shop for two years, and it's just like 
kind of been a big part of my life. Even though I myself don't skateboard, I longboard, I guess, but... Um, You've just been around people yeah, who skate. Yeah, a lot so of my like, friends okay. skate. My brother skateboarded growing up. I've just been around it my whole life. So um, we started to talk more about it, and he asked me to come on board as the executive artist and designer. And um, ever since then, it's like a match made in heaven. Like, we've been, like, we already just ordered our first set of decks. Um, they, I think they just got sent out today. And um, we got our first set of stickers. I could give you one after if you want to have a <laughs> sure. my, my purse. Sure, I'll take stickers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've got uh, shirts and windbreakers and all this stuff in the process. And, and where are you anyways. opening up in? Like, It's actually going to be based in the Coachella Valley. Okay. So, Keeping it in the desert. In the desert, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool because since he's from L.A. and there's a lot, like, so much happening in L.A. already. Yeah. Um, and he's in the desert now. He kind of wants to, like, put the desert on the map. And, um, you know, Coachella Fest has already kind of done that, but, Mm -hmm. um, he wants to like kind of keep that like going and kind of like keep, keep Coachella Valley cultured, you know? (laughs) So that's cool. I'm excited about it. And what's cool is, um, he really believes in me and as an artist and, um, he is really like helping me out too, you know? Yeah. The little collaborations are always exciting because it's Mm -hmm. just new ideas and new people who are like inspiring you and yeah. Yeah, Totally. And then, so what, what, at what point was he like, I want to actually work with you in, like, a business? <laughs> um, I think just, like, I was really passionate about it, and he was really passionate about it, and he saw that, like, I wasn't just someone that was doing drawings for him. It was, like, I believed in his vision, too. Mm-hmm. And um, the more we talked and the more um, I drew for him, like, he asked me to draw a couple things. I came back with, like, a bunch of stuff, and he's like, dang, these are all dope. Like, I want to use them all, so... Um, we met up and, uh, he, uh, bought like a little studio and, um, we started like just meeting up and just like brainstorming and having all these cool ideas. And, um, that's when he kind of like, it was kind of like a mutual understanding. Like, uh, I don't know. We just knew, like, we knew that it was like a good team. Yeah. And, um, that's when he asked me to come, come on board. board. Yeah. So it's <laughs> fun. It's super fun. And it's cool. Cause I can kind of, um, still do my music with it like we are having a launch party on December 5th and he wants me and Brandon to perform at that mm-hmm. and um any event we do like he's cool with me playing at it which is cool because you know like um we have Antoine Dixon who skates for Baker right now um he's gonna be doing some stuff with us and doing some promotion for us and um obviously Odd Future is gonna be involved to an extent and um trash talk and I mean you know there's a lot of cool people that are going to be involved and if they're at the launch parties and they hear our music like that's major exposure for us so it kind of like works out for both like both ways so it's awesome yeah it's very cool yeah <laughs> super exciting so skate 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 culture skate. what's cool about the skate culture is it embraces like all of the arts really mm-hmm. like it embraces art photography yeah. fashion music I found a lot of cool um songs and bands through skate videos because totally. i love to watch skate videos yeah. they're just really fun to watch mm-hmm. but yeah because um skaters like to put their favorite tracks over yeah you know their them and their friends footage yeah so that's always a good source yeah that's how i feel like uh band of horses actually is the one i heard oh i, heard oh. Them through skate <laughs> yeah. I love band of horses i don't know like the you wouldn't expect that song the funeral to be like on a guy doing a skate trick because it's honestly like, really no slow. yeah but it works because you know it gets faster later skate culture is definitely evolving into something different than it's like been known for what being, do you mean you know what i mean like i mean it's always been and it still is but it's always been like 
like skate and destroy like you know skate or die skate or die you know (laughs) yeah it's always been like like rebel and like which is it's still totally that and that's what's super cool about uh, the skate culture but it's definitely evolving into something a lot more broad the surf culture and the skate culture are coming together a lot more and um it's definitely getting more artsy and more um I don't know, like, when I was living in Orange County, I would see, like, 30-year-old men in, like, a button-up riding a skateboard down the street. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, young kids, like, young punks, like, <laughs> just trying to, like, F stuff up, like, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, my, like, my only experience in skate culture is, like, going to the skate shop to see, like, shows, because there's this place in Fullerton called Program Skating Sound that, like, oh, yeah. puts shows on all the time. Yeah. And then, I'm like, there's all, like, this skate stuff i'm like i don't know anything about that but it's cool that they're allowing this to happen here oh yeah it's, <laughs> it's cool because most places that most skate shops are like that now it's yeah like they're embracing so much more than just skateboarding you know which is great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool it's it's if you're an artist of any sort be it you know drawing painting photography cinematography music fashion uh i think you could appreciate the skate culture because it involves all of that. So it's definitely like a vision and I see it being a huge part of the future. Mm -hmm. And, um, the odd future. future. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even odd future. It's just the guy's cousin. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But everyone's still going to be like, Tyler, uh, I guess Tyler's wanting to back us and stuff. Tyler creators wanted to back us and stuff. So it's pretty cool. It's cool because another thing about the skate culture and the music culture in LA is everyone's very connected and everyone's very supportive of each other. And, um, it's really awesome. Yeah, that's what I found with like, just talking with more and more people in like the LA scene, I guess, is mm-hmm. that like, it seems that everyone, there is this like surface layer of like cool you have to like sift through, but like mm-hmm. once you get past that, everyone's like very like supportive and wants like genuinely talk to you. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like totally. it's based in that, like they just want an actual connection and yeah. so like once you get to that then everyone like, yeah wants, everyone just wants a connection yeah and, like that's what life's all about is mm-hmm. making connections and building relationships and what i found is the root of anything you do is for me at least like the root of anything i do is in the pursuit of like making connections and bonding with people and mm-hmm. having a good time you know that's what it all that's what it's all about it's not about uh for me it's not about material things or success it's about the experiences and the people you meet on the way, you know? Yeah. So for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what that's, I've, that's why you're making music. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, it's like, cause you're not going to make any money now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, yeah. The takeaway is just do it. Just do it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Nike copyrights. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where can people find your music on the internet? Yeah. Oh, where can people yeah. find my music? I just spaced <laughs> out. She's like, she just answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you could find my single on iTunes, uh, Monday Road by Hannah Mills. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, but I wouldn't suggest that because there's some uh, questionable things that my dad has posted, like stuff that, uh, you know, not my best performances. But if you really want to hear some more, you could up on youtube um i also have an album that i recorded uh two years ago um you could buy that on amazon it's called missing piece by hannah mills so 
Yeah, I mean, if you just, I think my SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Hannah Mills Music. Facebook is facebook.com slash Hannah Mills Music. My Instagram is pretty swanky. Um, <laughs> which actually, if you want to know like what I'm doing with my music, that's probably the best thing to follow okay. is my Instagram because that's pretty much the only social network I really keep up on. It's the best one. It is. In my opinion. I agree. Twitter's dumb. I don't even use Twitter, so don't even try to find me on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much anything, it's going to be like slash Hannah Mills music. So. All right. You could look up Brandon's band, too. They're pretty bomb. But we're no longer a thing. Well, you can still... Oh, yeah. Still, uh, yeah. Still my band name's called Inveridian. Was called Inveridian. Um, that's our Instagram name. That's our Facebook slash Inveridian. It's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. You guys have some stuff on iTunes, right? Yeah, we have, a, we have an EP on iTunes. Yeah. Spotify. is more popular to use now, I think. Except for with me, because I buy everything. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I buy, I buy things, too. All like, the time. Brandon mostly be because like... I don't want to pay money for Spotify and just get random yeah. orders of things. And I'm like, I want the, the order it's supposed to be I in. feel like I'm just too technologically impaired to use <laughs> Spotify. I'm like an old lady, but every time, like... Like, we'll be in the car, and Brandon will be like, oh, we should listen to this. I'm like, okay, go on my iTunes and buy it. Whatever. I don't care. He's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I forgot you yeah. buy music. I just uh. download it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We just give you the judgment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, cool. Well, thank you for coming on, chatting. It's, it's been good. It's our pleasure. Can you close us out with one more song? Yes. This one actually... I gotta give most of the credit to Brandon. He wrote he wrote most of it. I just did some lyric stuff on it. So So it's like the opposite of all, all the other songs we just played. <laughs> yeah, this one's basically just good. <laughs> Alright. I gotta sit up for this one. Okay.
cool. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Hannah Mills. She can be found online on iTunes, and you can follow her Instagram as well. The Living Room was created, recorded, and produced by Lucas Cathy and hosted and produced by Karina Taylor. All art associated with The Living Room is created by Karina Taylor. We can be found online at facebook.com slash Podcast, and you can listen to everything at our soundcloud.com slash Podcast. If you would like to chat with us, email Podcast at gmail.com. Special thanks, of course, to Henry Haycraft for letting us record in her living room and our neighbors for not complaining about us to the landlord. Also, thank you for listening. <laughs>